Stevie Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Busella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about how this is your company, not your side hustle. I love this topic. Jill and I were talking about it earlier because we are really, for some reason, uh, in 2022 here, really attracting people that want to make a massive change in their life and make a bunch of dough. The right people. Yeah. Instead of, you know, well, let's see what happens and I'm not sure. I just kind of want to make an extra extra money on the side. Right. I mean, I'm not going to be that serious about it because I've got this going on, which I understand. I do too. And I, yeah. but I, and I love this level of commitment. Yeah. We were talking about, Jill and I are really, this all, this topic came out of a total di- different conversation about Jill and I were having just about in life about commitment and follow through. Welcome to my world. <laughs> what would you rather be talking about? Uh, where we're going for dinner tonight. That's what I'd rather be talking about, not commitment. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by uh, one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And I hope you know by now, Jill and I instruct a class, a 10-unit, 10, 10 10-week 10 class called Career Path, which is very specifically for the topic we're talking about today. If you want this to be your career, not necessarily your uh, side hustle, this might be for you. Please check out support at landacademy.com and ask them all kinds of questions. Cool. Nicholas wrote, question, I'm in the process of pulling a list from DataTree. When I'm messing with the filters, there's a change in the numbers. When I change the living area square foot and the assessed improvement. The assessed improvement gives me a smaller number than the living area. Do I keep both filters on or just one? So Nicholas, uh, I know you're new and I put this question in here for for uh, the benefit obviously of, of everyone. I can tell by this type of question, you're gonna do very, very well at this. Uh, this is a, a very extremely intelligent question for a new person and I will explain, I'll answer your question. In DataTree, uh, DataTree, which is owned by First American Title, they were all nice enough to write an amazing piece of software that gives us really organized access to an assessor's database. That's what we're looking at. There are 3,200... 3,144 roughly, counties and parishes. Uh, townships, like Jill said, uh, counties and in, in, uh, in Louisiana parishes that generate their own little database to make sure that they can uh, have uh, a control over and they can effectively tap property tax areas, uh, you know, property in their jurisdiction. And so during the course of that, if you can imagine, you know, most assessors are elected and so they have a time and, and then they leave uh, and then another one gets elected and so they go in and so this is kind of a, each assessor manages that data based on how important it is to them. Or, or how important it is to their board of supervisors. So, and there's no, there's no, uh, there's no. Um, what am I trying to say? List of qualifications. I think they have to have going yeah. into it, like, you know, tax. You, be a tax, like I have a PhD in tax history. I mean, pretty or, sure that I, I wish they would. Do you look good? In but a, I'm pretty sure they don't. Do you look good in a cowboy hat? Seems to be one of the criteria for assessors, which I I kind of respect. Um. There should be, in my opinion, maybe, can you pass an eighth grade math test? That would be nice. I don't know. 
Can you do Excel? Every, everyone. Can we have an Excel <laughs> test? That would be nice. So uh, all kidding aside, there's a lot of different things that go on behind from each one of these these uh, jurisdictions. But when you go into data tree, because First American has made it so beautiful and pretty, it's uh, it looks like it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It looks like if I'm pulling d- data from LA County, and oh, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do a assessed improvement percentage of zero here. And you know I'm going to make myself a little list. And then every time I do it, no matter where I go around the country, it's gonna I'm going to use pull my little list out. And it just doesn't work that way. I have my way. same little checklist. It just doesn't work that way. It's not mm-hmm. like uh, buying stock you know, through software. So you have to mess with it. And you have to pretty dramatically mess with it. So to make a long story longer. Thank you for saying it so I don't have to. <laughs> I'm like, whoo. No, I'm so. And you are correct. We have not got to the show yet. <laughs> uh, you, it's your, your question about uh, living square footage and all of that, that may be filled out by the assessor. It may not. You know, in Washington, St- Eastern Washington State, there might be a county that loves to assess property based on the square footage of the house that's on there. In LA County, they may love uh, assessed improvement percentage. You know, there's land land improvement percentage and, and, and uh, you know, vertical assessed percentage. So land value and assessed you know, improvement value. You have to mess around with this long. And what's great about DataTree, way over any other product I've ever used, is that it allows you to horse around with it and find out before you even spend a dollar, even for, before you even spend any money at all on data, you can see, oh yeah, this is actually, this is working now. I'm capturing the data that I want. I'm, I'm keeping houses out of it. I'm, I'm only capturing land, maybe some mobile homes. So you have a lot of, my question, my answer to you is this. You got to mess with it hardcore, hours and hours and hours. You have to mess with this to make sure and test it and retest it to make sure you're capturing the data you want. Okay. Can I answer it like a man? <laughs> like a man? What are we reversing role? Wow. Pretty much. That was pretty long. Answer it like a man. That's yeah. Classic well, stuff, you, the one sentence you said wrapped it all up. Nicholas, you got to mess with it. Jiggle the wires. See what works. <laughs> Jiggle the wires. You know, it's error code ten. <laughs> My gosh. Just got to mess with it. That's it. That's all we got to say. Jill's uh, having some problems with her electric bike and she's getting an error code, error code 10. 10. So everything's error code 10. It's error code 10. I'm one big walking error code 10. Yes, you are error code 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful. <laughs> this topic, this is your company, not your side hustle. And this is the meat of the show. How the heck did that dumb title get so overused? Side hustle, I don't get it either. Isn't it funny? When I see that, I immediately, it evokes an image of me, of a man or a couple, because he's standing with a supermodel girlfriend, leaning up against his supercar in front of his jet. Or helicopter, yeah. Exactly. So that's where it comes from. And it bums me out because it's a good title because a lot of people, you know, I see this. We know, well, there's a lot of people in Land Academy that have started out this way. They started out as a side hustle, used the right way. It's kind of like the word wholesale. That got turned around too. I can't use that word anymore. So they started out the right way. This was a side hustle. They were hustling, working hard, doing it on the side until it became so big that they didn't have to have their day job anymore. And now it's their business, you know? So this whole side hustle thing, it just, it, I don't think that word now um, evokes 
the seriousness that I think it deserves. So look, whether you're doing it on the side, I mean, a lot of us are, ourselves included, us included, man, we've been there. I know what it's like to work your little fanny off on your lunch and your breaks and your evenings and your weekends and your mornings. Remember we had the 4 a.m. club for a while? We had a group of people that would get up at four and yeah. they would connect. Yeah, totally. Um, it was a, it was when we were, it was during the event when we started the accountability group period, there was a group of them that said, the only time I can really do this is at 4 a.m. And they said, I'll do it with you. And there's like a handful of them. They would all be on 4 a.m shift whatever and they would get together and have their own accountability group that was the best time for them but you know the, the for me the whole point is here this is serious you're running a business That's a, thank you this is serious mm-hmm. you're running a business this is not funny not playing around i'm not just gonna throw ten thousand dollars at it and see what happens i mean you could i wouldn't though i wouldn't i'm like if you're gonna do it just do it whatever you're gonna do give it your all I don't know how not to. You know that with me. Sometimes you have to pull me away from things. You're like, what are you doing? It's totally like, true. I'll get so into something. It's like, then I'm actually doing everybody's jobs. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, I have to make sure it's done right. And that's a whole nother show and a whole nother topic. But, you know, I take, I take everything that we do, every deal I look at, every phone call I answer, very serious. Like it is the one is going to make or break my company. So I grew up in an environment in Detroit that was a very manufacturing-based situation. And so there's no manufacturing anything halfway. So there were very often all throughout my uh, my childhood as I was exposed to, exposed to people who were involved in that environment, whether it was in sales or accounting or actual manufacturing as a, maybe a machinist, or an administrator in a small parts company that was supplying General Motors and on and on and on. And very often I would hear people talk about, especially as the people that were in the softer parts of it, not necessarily the machinist part, that they have a side company. They own their part owners. My dad was one of, one of these people his entire uh, working professional life. He always had something else going on. Oh, I just bought this apartment building over here with this guy. And so they never called it a side hustle. They were really serious about it because they would buy it, manage it, resell it, and it took a lot of time. And so they would always say, yeah, I started this company over here. I have a company on the side. Mm-hmm. This is my regular job. I have an accounting practice, but we were also buying these buildings with some of my clients. And we're, and so that was always a very normal state of being professionally for me, and it still is now. We're always coming up with new stuff on the side. You know what's funny about that, though? I think back in the day, your, your example of your dad, I don't think that his uh, goal was really to have that overtake his business it's i think totally it was just his goal. it was absolutely oh. yeah he wanted to get out of there he did oh i he thought it was just like a, a way practice. to make money on the side he had an accounting practice that he where he had to talk to people and he never that was never his natural state just like me but he worked up to get a practice there was a lot that goes into that and employees and staff yeah. and, and I, I don't think he liked it customers but i didn't know that that was yeah his, his whole intent was to he, he accomplished it his whole intent was to buy a bunch of buildings and sell them for a lot more and not work anymore, which he did. Mm-hmm. So that, very, very interesting. I think that where the confusion is, is the word hustle. I, I don't know. Hustle had a really uh, negative connotation when I was younger and still does to, for that reason. It shouldn't. Hustle means to me, yeah, it means one of two things. I'm a drug dealer on the corner hustling hard to sell. 
you know, it's very negative connotation uh, or hustling, which is probably a lot more positive. is just like, I'm a go-getter and I'm, you know, <laughs> what does it mean to you? It's my dad. Pick up the pace. Hustle, man. <laughs> We're talking? talking about our dads today. Totally. It's weird. We did that with our kids, though. Come on. You got it in you. Pick up the pace. <laughs> Hustle. I don't believe, I believe people are born with a certain mile per hour. And, oh, uh, that's it. Oh, no, you could change it. There's a percentage that you could dial it up, dial it down. Okay. There, there, oh, come on. We know there is. All right. So here's the other part of this. <laughs> you know, it's your company. So you need uh, to plan for or implement payroll through things like ADP. You need to file a tax return and, you know, your tax return shouldn't file you. You should That's file a tax return. Uh-huh. So, and this comes up because it's very popular right now for some reason. Our it's, land, it's just because of what I said. Uh, we're getting the right people that are really, really taking this seriously. And they're like, hey, tell me about bookkeeping. Tell me about taxes. So we talk about this stuff all the time, whether it's in Discord or uh, on the Thursday uh, webinar. And so it tells me that they're asking these questions. They're treating this like a company. And they're out there buying and selling land and they don't want to pay too much in taxes or, or uh, you know, make some big mistakes for, from a company ownership standpoint, not just buying and selling land. Exactly. I can edit on this for me. So if that's you, if you are here because it's not just a whatever you want to call it, something on the side to make a little extra money um, and just see what, see how it goes, if you're here to oh no, I want this to take over my income, my wife's income, plan for my uh, kids' colleges, and maybe even bring my make this a family business, then you are in the right place. Totally agree. There you go. Happy you could join us today. Whoops, where am I? Oh, sorry, John. Thank you. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called Land Academy is a performance uh, performance based ecosystem i'm proud to say you are not alone in your real estate ambition sounds like a marine biology show is it because you've been watching all those animal shows no oh no it's not are you gonna tie this into uh, animal shows and uh -uh. the ecosystem okay no it's you know we we're we are slowly creeping away from performance-based uh reward system in this entire country oh and, and moving our way into it uh, it's okay. You can have a participation ribbon. Everybody gets a trophy. Yes. So along the theme of today, everybody gets a trophy. Along the theme of today, I'm so happy to say that the people that are joining our group are all about performance. They're all about, hey, you know, the more mail I send out, the better I answer the phone. Uh, the more I'm involved in our in the Land Academy community and then use the tools that we provide, the more money I'm making. And it's really evident. Uh, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Awesome. Hey, thanks for tuning in. By the way, in case you did not hear, we have recently released in 2022 our latest and greatest and updated program, Land Academy 3.0, Catching Up with Land Academy. Go check it out at landacademy.com or send a note to support at landacademy.com. We're, We're Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs>